Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, would you look at that? Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know? Everybody, hello, Mina-san. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Podcast. Will, how are you? Bob, Bob, I have a question for you. Oh, God. No, the answer is no. So, you don't have time to die. <laughs> no. Because no. there is no time to die. No, I don't. No, no time to, there is no time to die, Bob. No time to die is real. It is coming. It is actually happening. We got a trailer for it today. I watched the so trailer. They're really, they're really considering it. They're I, actually going to do it. I watched the trailer on the toilet. Uh, the it, only place to watch trailers. It was good pooping material. I gotta say, it 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 looks like a good a good James Bond movie. Good, I'll uh, give it that. Terrible title, but aren't they all? Most of them are. Most Don't of they usually the, do that. Most of the post Ian Fleming titled Bond movies are pretty bad. <laughs> right. I mean, license yeah, to kill, just, like that's a cool well, concept, but it's yeah. a it's a bad word, well, like like phrase for that. That's an that's an Ian that's one of the Ian Fleming titles, right? Right. So that works because James Bond is licensed to kill, and in that movie, he has it revoked. It, the that, ones that aren't named after Ian Fleming books, Goldeneye, that's named after Ian Fleming's house. Tomorrow never <laughs> dies. The world is not enough. Die another day. Skyfall, Spectre, No Time to Die. Like, those are kind of like Bond parody generic type titles. It, it's, it sounds like Kojima wrote, wrote these titles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I know Kojima gets his inspiration from stuff like that, but also these yeah. sound like, uh, like, like, a, like, a, like a Japanese person like just <laughs> taking English words that sound cool and slapping them together. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, uh, so yeah. what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was good. I thought it, I, uh, f- I'm excited for it. I'm always excited for a new James Bond movie. Um, and it'll be interesting what they do because this will actually be storyline. What it's the, it's Daniel Craig's last James Bond, but this is also going to be in storyline like his last adventure, which yeah. they've never done before. I was going to say, I'm interested it's... to see how that how that works it seems like the last james bond movie ever and it's potentially potentially could be because isn't mgn going under or something well mgm got bought by amazon Mm -hmm. but the broccoli family still owns the james bond movie license the the who now the broccoli family is this veggie tales no Do you really want me to go through the whole history of James Bond? <laughs> no, I don't. All right. There's, there is a family. Their last name is Broccoli. They own the cinematic rights to James Bond. Okay. Yeah. So there could be Bond movies in what state they'll be in. Who knows? But yeah, they're basically acting like this is it. And what's amazing is that we might not have... Like, it kept getting delayed because of the pandemic. It was the first movie to get pushed out of its release window. 
and they kept pushing it. There were rumors that they'd sell it to Netflix or Apple or whatnot just to get it out there. But they said, no, we're going to release it in theaters. Gosh darn it, because that's James Bond, and James Bond is cinema. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh I I have I never saw Spectre. Did I see Spectre? No, I didn't see Spectre. I saw the one before that. Was the one Spectre is uh, Skyfall. I saw Skyfall. I remember that. Skyfall is very good. Spectre is not. <laughs> anyway, so we'll see. Uh, boys, we have a lot to talk about today. And girls. No, I'm only talking. To and the everyone boys. in between. Um, <laughs> so. We have a lot to talk about today. We got to talk about there's a new PlayStation 5 model, which we talked about last week. Turns out there's more than just a screw that's different. Yep. Also, you thought we were joking, but we got to talk about we. there's a lot we're going to go through today. We got to talk about Nintendo yeah. adding Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, which I have a yes. lot of thoughts on that. Uh, Halo's got a release date. Finally, they got we got a freaking awesome new controller, new, new, new Xbox Series X also. Uh china hates video games uh there's a new resident evil movie pokemon's got a whole bunch of stuff um we got like three different pokemon stories uh and all that but first before we get into all of that we have to thank our, our subscribers we got a bunch oh my god yes. <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. It's, it's mostly just hold up soul of jacob gifting tier one subs to pretty much everybody <laughs> crap how many is that a hundred holy good god toledo well thank you uh soul of jacob that was uh that was a lot i uh, gifted subs to basically everybody watching so thanks dude yeah <laughs> and uh, everybody watching and some people not watching um mr fizz thank you for the nine months and the konami man thank you for the prime subscription and gin jukebox thanks for the nine months hey wolf bros hope you're having a great night here's to nine months subscribed thank you eric henley thank you for 43 months well 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 if it isn't the best podcast on the internet that's a lot that's a tall that's that's a that's a lot yeah. eric you gotta this I think is you not cereal you should rethink that um people still listen to cereal right edward thanks for the bit uh jeffrey Sorensen, next day eight months happy tuesday wow there's a lot here cyrus yeah. thank you for the six months afternoon my guys hello a small dog mom thanks for the 15 months how you doing good to see you robin battles thank you for the seven months and gin gear gifted a sub the soul of jacob <laughs> who didn't even have a sub uh and trep thanks for the 11 months so well, all right thanks everybody i don't know what we did uh also i'll remember uh, maybe this had something to do with it uh but uh i i had a sub goal where at 750 subs i'll do an art stream so maybe that had something to do Ooh. with the uh, solar jacobs go. uh uh gift but i appreciate it very much anyway let's provide a show for the people will uh, yes. We also have to talk about before we get into the PlayStation Five stuff, which is the title of this whole stream and video. Yes, we have to talk about PlayStation Five and Xbox games with gold. So, at the beginning of every month, we always talk about the free games you can get if you are subscribed to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold, um, because many people don't realize they have this perk, and some of the times they give you good games that you should check out. Yes. This month, it's a little bit different. 
Oh, at least this time that we're doing is a little bit different. Because Microsoft has announced the games that will be available to you in September. But Sony has not. However, the games that Sony will be releasing have leaked. Let's, so let's the do problem... Xbox first because we know those are definite. Yes. And then so we'll do the Sony leak will probably officially announce them tomorrow or something. Um, but we'll start with Xbox first mm-hmm. right now. So, hold on, let me scroll up. So from September 1st to the 30th, all month long, you get Warhammer Chaos Bane for the Xbox One. And from September 16th to October 15th, you get Mulaka on the Xbox One. Remember? Remember these games? (laughs) I've never heard of these games before in my life. The Xbox 360 games, which you can play on Xbox One and Series X through backwards compatibility, I have heard of these, starting with Zone of the Enders HD Collection from September 1st to the 15th, and Samurai Showdown 2 from the 16th to the 30th. Now, uh, Zone of Enders looks awesome. It's a Kojima game. I have this. I have this collection. Couldn't get into it. Couldn't do it. This is one of those games. So the reason why Zone of the Enders is popular is because the first game came with a demo of Metal Gear Solid Two, mm-hmm. and everybody bought bought it for the demo. Um, a, the second game allegedly is much better and a lot more fun, but because nobody liked the first game and it didn't come with a demo of Metal Gear Solid, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Nobody bought it. I don't know if I. I don't know which one I played. I, probably the first one but uh i should try the yeah. second one then uh i could not get it into it i'm also i mean i'm not big into into mech games because they're usually like complicated this one isn't that complicated yeah um i think yoji shinkawa worked on it too so like it's 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 got this like weird drawn out story and like the visuals are cool but like i for whatever yeah. reason i just couldn't do it i'm trying to think i don't know Kojima was just a producer on it. So he didn't, uh, he didn't really have like a hands-on creative role with it like he did with Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you attach his name to something, like that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. I know the concept art had Yoji Shinkawa all over it, so I assumed that yeah. Kojima at least like, you know, helped a little bit with the creative process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he definitely did. So, I mean, if you're into mech stuff and you're into uh, Kojima and whatever, uh, you can dabble with this. It's free right now. Or if you have Xbox yeah. Live or... Yeah, I, sh- I should I should note that Warhammer, Chaos Bane, and Zone of the Enders HD, um, they say they'll be available starting September 1st, but they are actually available now. So after the show, oh. if you want to log on to Xbox.com or turn on your Xbox, you can get them right now. Just make sure it's, it says free when you do it. Because sometimes it's, it gets buggy and it doesn't. Uh, I'm looking something up real quick. Um, okay. Uh, I'm doing an ad this week for Asphalt 9. I did one on the... I did one when it was out for the Nintendo Switch. It is... Mm-hmm. Uh... Never mind. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I, I, I'm. It's coming soon to Xbox, so I don't know exactly the date. Okay. Uh. 
So I think it's like any day now it's going to be it's going to be on and it's free. So there you go. You got another free game. Yeah. You don't even need freaking uh, games of gold. Um, but I guess you'll have the date. Uh, here's Dreamcast guy on screen for the next story. Um, I, I guess you'll you'll have the date when I when I uh, post my video this week. There you go. Um, uh, anyway. So over on PlayStation, PlayStation side of things, which which again is leaked, not confirmed, but feel like all these titles could very well definitely be the free games for September. Um, on the PS5, you get Overcooked All You Can Eat. Oh, um, that's good. And on the PS4, on the PS4, you get Hitman 2 and Predator Hunting Grounds. That's a that's a good. Those are that's a very good very good month for PlayStation. Too it's good to be true. I don't buy this at all. Yeah. There's no way that well, all of those games well, are are gonna be free. That's too many good games. So, well, Hitman One was free at one point. I know that, and Hitman Three did come out this year. So they're probably you know offering Hitman Two for free to get people excited to play the game, and then they can carry over their progress into Hitman 3. I've still that never played Hitman. I feel like I would love that game. I've still never touched it, a single Hitman game. Those games are so good, especially the modern trilogy. So good. So freaking good. I and feel- what I like about them, too, is they're kind of relaxing because you can just lay back in your couch and, like, take your time, go slow. You don't have to rush things. You just, you know, sit there and you, like, plan it out. Of course, if you fuck up, then you gotta like you know rush and be chaotic and shit. But like for the most part, like it's it's very it's very relaxing. It it, it feels so. it seems like a good alternative to Splinter Cell. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I got I got yeah. I gotta give it a try. Yeah. I I thought I was gonna get in trouble for talking about Asphalt because I don't exactly mm-hmm. know when the date is, but I know it's coming very soon. Uh, and uh-huh. Wikipedia says August thirty first, so it should be out right now. But I can't see the download. Okay. So uh, somebody tried downloading it on Xbox. Let me know how that goes. Anyway, yeah, I don't buy this uh, PlayStation uh, <laughs> situation at all. There's too many good games. All right. Well, we'll find out. They'll probably announce it tomorrow. It's weird. Uh, it, so well, well actually, yeah, September starts tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. so we'll and, find out uh, PlayStation games, the PS Plus games, are usually become available on the first Tuesday <sighs> of the month. Mm-hmm. so these wouldn't be you know until whatever the first tuesday of the month is is like september 8th i think all right you got you got me will uh september 7th is the first tuesday okay that's yeah. so late do we get new game Pass games? They got it. so i tried looking that up it, and... seems, it seems like we're just losing games <laughs> on game pass yeah yeah, so like they added Psychonauts and that came out because Double Fine is now owned by Microsoft, and there's like one or two others, but they didn't they didn't have a list of like all the games coming in September. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just August games, right? Which August is over. So who cares? So it looks like we are losing Red Dead Redemption Online. Yes, and. Blair Witch, Double Kick Heroes, NBA 2K21, and Stranger Things 3, the game. I didn't know that was the thing. But yeah, though we're apparently mm-hmm. losing games. Cool. 
Psychonauts 2, I hear, is great. I haven't touched it, but yeah. uh, I heard great things about Psychonauts 2. Yeah. I, I'm hearing game That's of the year potential game. for that game. I have the first one on PC, on Mac, through a Humble Bundle, and I remember trying playing it, but like the tr the tutorial level like glitched out, so I stopped playing it, because I'm like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> but apparently those games are fantastic. Uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the PlayStation Five, uh, the new model that yes. that dropped. So last week we talked about the new model of the PlayStation Five. Um, it had uh, from what we knew, the articles that were dropping, they fixed the screw on the base, and the base was a little different. Uh, the base, yeah. if you want to hold the system. Because the system is so just so beautiful, it's such a work of art that uh, in order to hold it horizontally, it needs to be on a stand. And in order to put it vertically, they recommend you put it on the same stand. And the stand has to morph to match. It's just it's just so much fun setting up a PlayStation Five. And you need to put a screw on the bottom if you want to stand it up vertically. So they fix the base and the screw to make it a little easier. Um, Right. Uh, the chat's saying Asphalt can't be downloaded. I don't understand. I, I'm very confused about this game. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. We, we found out that the base is different and the screw is different. But apparently there's more. And we found that more. out uh, initially from YouTuber Austin Evans. Friend of a yes. friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, thanks to a teardown video from YouTuber Austin Evans, the mystery of how has now been solved. Sony has changed the heatsink that helps cool the PS5. The new heatsink is significantly smaller than the original and makes up for the entire weight reduction of 300 grams or 0.6 pounds, according to Evans. It's not clear why Sony swapped out the heatsink so early in the PS5's life cycle, but Evans does note that... It, uh, Evans does note that this particular unit ran hotter as a result with rear exhaust temperatures about three to five degrees higher. That could be due down to manufacturing variants though. Uh, uh, and then you see the picture of the heatsink. I have to interrupt you for two reasons. One, Wolf Den Dad yeah. says, I have a Red Dead Redemption display in my basement collecting dust. Hashtag Wolf Den Dad. If anybody wants a, Wolf, uh, a Red Dead Redemption uh, DVD, what do you call it? What would you call it? Bookshelf for DVDs? For for games? Uh, DVD shelf. Yeah, let us know. Also, or let yeah, Wolf and Dad know. know. Uh, yeah. Also, Sir Albs says, here comes Dreamcast, guys. Clickbait video. Shaking my head. Shut the fuck up. Everybody does clickbait videos. It's just a way <laughs> of YouTube, all right? Just just don't, yeah. if you don't, if you don't want to be, if you don't, just don't watch it then if you don't want to want any part of that. But because so many people click on them and watch them, YouTube, it makes YouTubers YouTube makes YouTubers do shit like that. So, yeah. It's not his fault. Blame YouTube. Anyway. Um, All right. You may you may continue. Sony uses this heatsink to cool the PS5, and the console has a heat pipe with a shape and airflow that's designed to create the same level of performance as a vapor chamber. The heatsink, hard copper plate, and aluminum 
um, displacement fins all take up a significant amount of space inside the PS5 and contribute greatly to its overall size. It's interesting to see Sony reduce the size of this part, and I'm hoping this could be the first sign of the company working towards a smaller PS5 model. The PS5 is the biggest game console in modern history. Uh, Evans does conclude that the changes make the PS5 worse, though, due to the extra heat he reported. That could well make the launch PS5 more desirable if it's something we see replicated elsewhere. I don't I don't think there is any argument that this is a worse console, at least for thermals and for cooling, says Evans. As far as I'm concerned, I'd rather have a launch PS5. The revision comes just after Sony reveals it's no longer selling the $499 version of the PS5 at a loss, and after reports last year suggested Sony has been battling to keep the PS5 costs down, thanks in part to its expensive cooling solution. Evans has only opened up a digital version of the PS5, so we won't know for sure whether Sony was also ch Sony has also changed the cooling unit on the model with the disk drive. Um. Okay, so... Wait. Oh, that's weird. He only did the digital version. I mean, I'm sure it's the same. There's those are the only sure, difference yeah. is the case and and the, the, and the disc, actual disc drive. The disc drive, yeah, yeah. So, so this is what Austin Evans reported in his video. He 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 recorded uh, a higher heat output. The heat sinks different. You can mm -hmm. visually see the heat sinks different, and he recorded a higher heat output yeah. coming out of it. Um, however, this. Uh, it, it, this isn't like a, a definite, like like scientifically proven. This one's worse. Um, it's just from the look of things, it's gonna have more heat coming out of it. So you would just put two and two together and say, "Hey, that's probably not that good." More heat, right? We've, we've known to be not good. Um, yes. <laughs> however, uh, Digital Foundry uh, swooped in. And uh, they do very in-depth technical analyses, and they uh, decided to take a look because this is kind of a big deal. If there's a, if there mm -hmm. if, if if they if Sony made a revision that makes the system worse, uh, you got to look <laughs> into that. You know, we need some actual hard evidence that that this is not going to be as good. Um, also, I wanted to point out. Uh, I thought this was very funny. Dreamcast guy's thumbnail of him pointing at Austin Evans with a big circle and a line through it. <laughs> and then Kevin said, as someone who knows Austin, this thumbnail is hilarious to me. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, good times. So, so yeah, Austin might be getting uh, uh, some shit right now. <laughs> but I mean, all honestly, all he did was report on what he found. And if it wasn't for him, yes, and if it wasn't for him, Digital Foundry wouldn't have been doing their analysis so i think I yeah think, and i don't think he's he's wrong he's not wrong for you know making a video about what he found because you know something like this is a potential concern i i, um, I, I haven't watched austin's video so i don't want to yeah. say whether he was right or wrong but all i know is that uh the 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 issue wouldn't have been addressed otherwise i mean somebody else might have gotten yeah. it opened it up and see a heat sink that's different but oh uh, yeah but I don't. I don't know if it would have prompted Digital Foundry to do an analysis. Um, anyway, 
Uh, I just scrolled to the meat of the article here. Uh, this is from Digital Foundry, but what's most interesting is the evidence surrounding what was not changed based on Aust uh, Evans' data. Most crucially, the power draw of the machine looks very similar to the launch model PlayStation 5 in a world where cost reduction on cooling assemblies are usually rolled out only when the main processor is transferred over to a smaller, more efficient process tech, tech, technologically. So on the face of it, there are questions to be answered here. And fundamentally, it comes down to this. If the chip isn't any cooler, and if the power requirements are the same, what has changed that justifies such significant cutback in the mass and materials of the cooler? It's a perfectly reasonable question. And I've asked Sony for comment. And presumably, Sony doesn't comment on stuff like that. So yeah. he, he's got a point. Uh, the processor didn't change. Mm -hmm. why would they make the heatsink different yeah you know i mean another thing the whole the whole system needs a design overhaul <laughs> this is just like <laughs> such a minor part of that design overhaul you know yeah um well part of part of the reason why it took so long for the ps5 to come out part of the reason why it took so long for us to know what it was going to look like was because there was a, there were a lot of problems with the system overheating mm -hmm. they were trying to figure out how to keep the thing reasonably cool while while playing games and have it be you know look a certain way and be for an affordable price that's why the ps5 looks the way it does because that was the design they came up with for optimal cooling that's why it has those stupid fins you know to help <laughs> yeah. airflow um uh, digital foundry. so a change in yeah so a change in the way it cools is a big deal especially if the chips haven't changed. It, it, it's all, I mean, you know, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I'll keep reading the article. The crux of the yeah. controversy surrounding Evans' video stems from his new view that the new PS5 is worse than the old one. It's his contention that a smaller cooler made from less efficient materials produces a hotter machine. It's not an outlandish theory by any means when you look at the mass and materials reductions, but the question of whether it's hotter or not can, cannot be determined by measuring the heat output of the exhaust alone. And even if it does run a few degrees hotter, it may well still be within manufacturers' tolerances. In Austin, in Austin Evans's video, there will there was a very small reduction in noise from a newer model, which seems at odds with the notion of a hotter machine. This may be explained in a number of ways. Firstly, if the new machine is running hotter, that is absolutely fine according to its firmware, and nothing to be worried about. Okay. After all, if there was an overheating problem, you would assume that the fan would speed up to better expel the heat. Secondly, okay, I, I wouldn't expect that because I don't think the yeah. PlayStation 5 is the most, like, uh, well-designed piece of technology. <laughs> So I think there would be some, there could possibly be some errors there. Secondly, the new mm -hmm. fan may be doing a better job of pushing out the hotter air. I, there's a new fan. I didn't. I thought it was just the heatsink. Yeah, it's a new fan. I think the um, the fins are bigger in the fan. Ah, well, that's I think good. is the difference. Uh, might be doing a better job pushing the hot air and may simply be quieter than the original in the first place. It's a new part, after all. The final theory, which is perhaps what somewhat less plausible is that a smaller heat sink is based on materials with a lower overall thermal conductivity uh has been redesigned in such a way to make it more efficient uh, all of this can be summed up very simply 
uh austin evans's uh analysis showed that it has a higher heat output the 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 heat that's coming off of the thing is higher um however that could be a good thing it could be expelling more heat making the processor cooler (laughs) so Mm -hmm. like so what austin evans is saying is there's more heat coming off the thing the thing runs hot digital foundry is saying we got to see if the processor is cooler because this could mean the processor is cooler so spoiler alert digital foundry doesn't actually do their thermal analysis because that's going to take a lot longer uh for them to do correctly um but it sounds like uh if the thing runs hotter it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad and also it might not be running hotter it might just be Mm -hmm. it might be running cooler and expelling more air out of it so that's that's what's happening Austin Evans made a video talking about how uh, he thinks the PlayStation 5 is running. The new PlayStation 5 is going to run hot and it's a worse console than the old one. Digital Foundry is going, whoa, whoa, whoa. That might not necessarily be the case. This thing uh, might be better or the same. And we don't know if it's worse. We need to do uh, more analysis. And it sounds like it's probably the same. It sounds like it's probably going to be mostly the same situation. Right. I don't think uh, I've heard of PlayStation 5's overheating. Have you? No. Um, well, at least not yet. These um, these new models are just now hitting the market. Right. So, I mean, there hasn't really been enough time for people to put them through its paces. Um, it would be concerning you know, if Sony redesigned the heatsink uh, to make it worse. You know, I'm sure that was not the intention. <laughs> It's it's just it's it seems like a weird thing to change. It I feel I feel like I'd like yeah. to know uh, what the reasoning behind changing that was. Yeah. Maybe they decided they they had an easy way to make it more energy efficient, and this was it. Maybe. Um, but Digital Foundry seems to say that it has the same power draw. Uh, yeah, they said everything seems to be the same, like the chipset, the power draw, um, the amount of power it you know generates. Everything but the the heat sink is different. Is the same. Right. So, so so yeah. It's it, it's it's not definitively clear whether or not uh, it's going to actually be hotter on the processor. It's it it might mm-hmm. actually be expelling more heat, which is a good thing. Just yes. don't put any uh you know meltable items near your PlayStation Five because this right. this new one will has a higher chance of melting whatever's around it <laughs> well how ha- uh how hot does it run now i have no absolutely no like, idea well, well when you play it like how how loud does it get like do you honestly do you feel any heat so it doesn't get loud to me um okay what does get loud is the stupid case vibrates you ever seen those videos really? like when the PlayStation 5 first came out? No. It, it, you hear it like it sounds really mm. loud, but if you put your finger on the very top corner of the fin, yeah. it, it stops. It's like dead silent all of a sudden. It like stops because oh, wow. th- the case is literally <laughs> vibrating. Right. So if you if you put like, like I leave my controllers on top of the PlayStation 5 because I just don't care anymore. And that's yeah. enough weight to make it so that the case doesn't vibrate. So. Oh, uh, that's funny. So yeah. Uh. 
Honestly, my PlayStation 5 does not run hot, uh, does not run loud. Maybe I'm just not sensitive to that though, because my PlayStation 4 was never loud. Right. My Dreamcast, however, well, the, that's, a little, that's a loud boy. The launch PlayStation 4 was pretty loud. Uh, our it wasn't as loud PlayStation as PlayStation 4 never got that loud. I've I've heard other people's launch PlayStation 4s sound like jet engines, and ours never got yeah. like that. Well, I mean, I've been spending most time with the PS4 Slim, so I don't really remember what a launch PS4 sounds like. But, you know, I remember it being, no, not Dreamcast loud, but still pretty loud. I mean, I don't think we're even, like, that clean. Like, like I know that it yeah. gets loud because dust gets in the fan. Uh, right. And I guess other people got more dust. I don't know. But I, I don't even think we're, we're uh, it's not like I'm cleaning behind the PlayStation 4. We usually had it, like, Right. up against a wall and stuff too like i don't know yeah uh raise f says bob keeps his room clean somebody said this on a comment somewhere that i read today that was like uh uh bob seems like one of those guys who has to keep everything tidy that's a really bad uh disorder to have or something like ridiculous and i was like you have no idea what my life is like behind the camera buddy because look at this, look at this yeah. shit i still got clothes all over the freaking floor that's all the emulators from the other day when I made that video on the emulators. They're just all on the floor. Those clothes, I haven't put them away in yeah. freaking weeks. But then I go like this, and everything looks nice and pretty. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I don't know why I have to prove to any of you guys that I'm a mess. <laughs> Men cleaning is a disorder? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, PlayStation 5, that's the deal. There's a new PlayStation 5. We don't know anything about it until Digital Foundry does their yeah. analysis. Well, we know it ha We know it has a different heat sink, and that's... And a screw. Uh, cause for... And a screw. Uh, and while that may not be cause for concern, it is certainly cause for questioning. Because why would they change the thing that was helping them with the one thing that they were having problems trying to solve before the thing launched? True. I mean, th presumably they're working on a new PlayStation Five model because the God, current one, so. the current one is not a finished product. <laughs> right. Um, so they probably figured some things out and decided that they could easily implement those things into the current PlayStation Five model. Um, mm. That's probably what happened. So I don't think they're making things worse. Unless they really no. needed to cut costs somewhere, which I doubt. I'm sure they're doing just fine. Yeah. Anyway. That's it for the PlayStation. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, a big deal. It turned out to be a big deal all over the internet. In the grand scheme of things, probably not going to yes. be a big deal. You're perfectly and fine getting a brand new PlayStation 5, most likely. Yes, and you can thank us here at the Wolf Den Podcast for solving this mystery for yes, you. Yes, and only us. Only We're us. the ones who did it. <laughs> um. Anyway, who gave us notifications? We got... Where do we leave off? Uh, We got Trep with 11 months. Thank you very much. We got Tiller with five months. Can't stay for the show, but just saying, hey, well, hey, to you too. Hey. 
In the Wild with the Hundo Bits, Migs Luna with the 14 months, and Thrill House with the Hundo Bits only cleans during mage streams. That's not true. I didn't clean at all when I was dressed as a man. <laughs> oh, it was a golden opportunity you missed. <laughs> um, all right. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, yes. Like, for example, Nintendo. Oh, this is another thing that's going to set me off. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> is adding Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to Switch Online. So uh, this got posted at like four in the morning, like last night, mm -hmm. uh, because Nintendo Life is European. Um, yes. Or I'm sorry, they're English. They left British. the European. They left the European Union. Uh, look British. at all this! Look at all this keyboard shit all over my screen. Like now, <laughs> you you look up one thing about keyboards, and all of your ads are now keyboard ads. All of your YouTube yep. video suggestions are all keyboard videos. Anyway, um, rumor: Nintendo will expand its Switch Online service with Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles. <laughs> Did you read this? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you think this is a rumor? Um I think I think it's one of those rumors that like it's possible it's very possible that they could be doing it. But there's no real evidence it, to suggest that they would. <laughs> I would say it's not a rumor. It is speculation. Mm. Okay. A rumor is like, I heard somebody at Nintendo say this. Speculation right. is Nintendo might do this. Okay. You know that's what that's my yes. that's yeah. my take on it. So when I heard rumor Nintendo will expand its Switch Online service with Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles, I'm like, hell yeah, dude! I want this. I've been wanting this. We've been talking about this on the show. We want this to happen. So I was like, I need yeah. to know what happened that makes this a rumor like what what what's going on what do we know now we know more information obviously right so let me read it mm -hmm. next month marks the third year of switch online service uh and it seems there's discussion once again about nintendo potentially bolstering its paid service with additional retro content in the latest nate the hate podcast known insider nate drake talks about how nintendo might be adding game boy and game boy color titles in the coming weeks pause uh, this I might be jaded by this because I I'm start like the people I know are starting to be in these articles and I'm like wait known insider <laughs> that's just Nate <laughs> but anyway it all stems from a data mine ba dating back to 2019 which revealed four emulators inside Nintendo's NES app while the purpose of the remaining emulators still hasn't been revealed both Nate and his co-host MVG believe the third one Hyoko is likely for Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles Nintendo Life has also confirmed with its own sources that Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles are likely coming to Switch Online services, quote, really soon. What is that? That's the, now that, <laughs> I want to know that. Anyway, the same insider is far less optimistic about Game Boy Advance titles arriving on the paid online service in the near future, noting how several companies are currently working on re-releases, including Nintendo, who has the Advanced Wars remaster coming out this December. We've also not heard anything about Game Boy Advance titles be 
being included in this update. I want to... So this is literally an article about Nate saying they're going to do Game Boy Advance... They're going to do Game Boy titles in, in, this year. And, right. Or, or it's likely that Game Boy is one of the emulators and they're going to do that this year. Which yeah, is like, I think, obvious speculation that a lot of people have been talking about. And this is an article about that. <laughs> and then uh, I think, I mean, MVG saying, yeah, it's probably that. I mean, he if he's an actual developer. <laughs> so like. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, who the fuck does Nintendo life know? And what did they say? That's like, that's yeah. the, that's the bit I want to know about. And they just buried, they just wrote it. They just wrote it out in a line. Well, it's one of those things where, like, you can't say, like, who your sources are. You got to protect them, which I understand. But, like, you don't throw that in there. Like, you don't throw one sentence in there. It's like saying you confirmed it with your own sources and not, like, extrapolate on that. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because cause the, the only thing this... The only thing we have as readers of Nintendo Life is... A guy said that it's probably this. And then yeah. Nintendo's like, we confirmed with our own sources that it's also probably that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's It seems we, like I also believe that we're getting a Game Boy uh, Color and Game Boy games next if if they're going to keep doing Nintendo Switch Online games, which I don't know if they're going yeah. to. But if, if, if we get another console, it will probably be Game Boy and Game Boy Color because that's the easiest thing for them to do. Um, Game Boy yeah. Advance would be a lot harder. N64 would be way, way, way harder. Um, but they do have an emulator figured out for, for N64. But as we talk about a lot on the show, N64 emulation is pretty hard to, to pull off. Um, right. So I believe that if we're getting to Switch Online games, it's probably going to be Game Boy. Uh, but I want I want to know I want some news. I want to, I want news that yeah. it's coming. Uh, so when I see an article like this, I get all excited, and then I read it, and I'm like, what? I mean, it's definitely something that I know people want, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised it's taken them this long to get done. Well, it took them pretty long to get Super Nintendo games on there after the NES games. So I don't. It it definitely seems like the Switch Online games are not a priority for Nintendo <laughs> at, no, at all. Not at all. That's why it's taking them forever to put out good games. It's why it's taking them forever to put out like more systems and stuff. I, I saw somebody tweet something along the line. I think it was Shank Mods. said something like, why would mm-hmm. they uh, provide more content for an online service that people are already paying for anyway? Uh, right which uh is a very anti-consumer way to think but that is also sometimes how nintendo thinks so yeah (laughs) um i really hope we do get uh i i i hope we do get uh game boy games i think it'd be really great uh and it it would make me try some nintendo switch online uh games again uh but unfortunately uh i don't nintendo hasn't really been good to its online service lately Although they yeah. did change, they're they are working on fixing their. Uh, I hate this word, but they're working on fixing their netcode. So it's potential yeah. that uh, they're slowly making things better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I mean, 
I'm I'm currently playing Super Metroid on Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was uh, when Dread was first announced, there was the whole like, if you want to play all the Metroid games, um, to catch up to Dread, you'll have to get a Wii U <laughs> because <laughs> all the Metroid games are available on Wii U, not the current system. So. It'd be nice to get some games I'll be able to play, you know, the original version of Return of Samus, but at least it's something, you know, or, you know, I know they said no GBA games, but Fusion and Zero Mission are really good games, so it'd be nice to have them on there as well. It's unfortunate that, like, um, it's it's just so easy to emulate stuff, and all they need to do is make it easier to buy the stuff than it is to emulate the stuff. Yeah. And they're doing a poor job of it. Um, I, I mean... I uh, uh it's, it's the same thing with uh with how music was when Napster was around it was just much easier to just oh, yeah. download music. Uh all they needed to yeah. do was make it easier to legally download the music and pay for it. Yeah. And now nobody mm-hmm. downloads music illegally anymore. Everybody just has a Spotify wink, subscription wink. or an iTunes subscription. Wink wink. Yeah. <laughs> if they just uh make these games available no one would emulate or yeah less people would emulate i'm less sure if i was like 15 i would still emulate when i was 15 oh, yeah. i was pirating and everything oh yeah big old pirate anyway. <laughs> so that's it about the game boy stuff not really news yeah. just like uh, no just a dude is like yo man game boy games are coming so far we've been talking a lot about news that's not news Here's some actual news that actual was announced news. last week. Um, yes, we we had talked about how uh, Halo Infinite was not at, at uh, Gamescom, and that was uh, Microsoft didn't show it off during their big press event, and like that was a missed opportunity for them. Um, well, the next day, the launch date was revealed. It'll be December eighth, twenty twenty one, according to listings on Microsoft Store. That slipped out early on Wednesday. Joseph Staten, the game's uh, creatively confirmed the launch date during Gamescom opening night live, emphasizing that Halo Infinite's campaign and multiplayer will be available on the same day. Did you see this uh, Ultra Instinct Shaggy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that from? New animated Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's an. So I forgot the name of it, but there's a new animated Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, in the first one, there was a joke where, like, Daffy Duck is, like, you know, hoo-hooing around the Warner Brothers logo. So Scorpion just grabs him and tells him to get over here. For the new movie, it's Scorpion doing some ninja shit. And then Shaggy shows up, grabs him by the throat, and goes, get over here, man! <laughs> but it's it's so, it's the... It's the meme of Shaggy being the all-powerful, like, omnipotent yes. Shaggy with, like, the green yes. aura around him, which is, like, you know, now it's it's an official piece of media. Yeah. Anyway. It's an... Yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about Halo. I'm sorry. That was just in the corner Halo, of yes. this picture of Shaggy grabbing Scorpion by the throat. <laughs> so, Halo Infinite has a date. It is December 8th, 2021. Uh, it was originally announced in the summer of 2018. It's expected to launch with the Series X last year, but 
uh, during over the summer. 343 Industries took stock of a situation that included a poorly received gameplay trailer and development schedule severely pinched by the COVID-19 pandemic and announced that Halo Infinite would be delayed. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. I, was, I mean, that's really all there is to the article and everyone already knows everything else. It's going to have free-to-play multiplayer, uh, single-player campaign, uh, co-op campaign, and The Forge will come at a later date. Um, it is unknown what Microsoft's plans are for Halo Infinite and the Game Pass um, if the company intends to put its showpiece in Game Pass. That's an interesting edit, bit of editorial because Microsoft has said all first-party games are going to be put in Game Pass. So, so, so like, why would Halo be an exception? I think that a lot of it is contingent on the game coming out because it right. seems like they're having a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the game's been postponed for over a year. Uh, it's yeah. it, So they need to get this game out the holiday season, for the holiday season, and mm -hmm. they uh, clearly pushed it as far back as they could without missing the holiday right. season. Um, and on top yeah. of pushing it back uh, all the way to the end of the holiday season, uh, they also are cutting a bunch of stuff from the, from right. the well, from the game. Well, well, yeah, not cutting. cutting. Two main. Uh, they're delaying two main features. Right, right, right. Yeah. I thought I was making a hot take. Wait, this was August twentieth. Did we talk about this already? Oh, this happened before we uh, Gamescom. Uh, the delaying forge and co-op right yeah. right yeah so we might have talked about this yeah. already but yeah i tweeted the we absence, talked about this last week yeah. the absence of halo infinite is what's keeping mainstream consumers from wanting an xbox series x i will always be for releasing a game when it's ready but there's a lot of riding on this one i think i think yes you absolutely need to delay a game if it's not ready but yeah this is the this is like this is like a mario game not being around on a brand new nintendo console yeah. this is like a really huge deal um so yeah, I mean, cut the stuff that isn't uh, dire at first. Yeah. I mean, co-op is, I think, like, I love Halo co-op. That's the only way I played uh, Halo. Like, I, I, I didn't really right. play much Halo. <laughs> I only played with friends. Um, so the campaign co-op is, like, awesome. It's just that uh, these days, I don't think many people are going to be doing that. Um, that's like right. a cool thing. Like when you're in a room with somebody and you could do split screen and whatever. But, uh, these days, I don't know how much people would be doing that forge. I mean, I get like people love messing around in the forge, but, uh, that's going to be a lot of work to get pristine before the system yeah. comes out. So, or the game comes out. Um, yeah. uh, also at gamescom, Joe, Joseph Stanton explained why you, we didn't see anything from the single player campaign. Uh, if you remember the the trailer that everybody hated was the only time we saw Halo Infinite single player campaign, and we haven't seen anything since. Mm -hmm. um, and Stanton said that apparently 343 is in shutdown mode. Shutdown mode means we're done with feature work and focused on crushing high priority bugs 
We're spending lots of time playing the game, verifying fixes, and generally doing all we can to ensure campaign and multiplayer plays great on all platforms. From an original eight-year-old Xbox One to a brand new ultra-high-spec PC, this is a very challenging task, even for a large and experienced team. Crucially, this also means that developers can't be exposed to outside interference. We're at a critical phase in the... We're at a critical phase... Critical... Damn. Critical brain just, like, died. I, wow, I can't do it either. Critical phase. We're at... We are at a critical phase in the flight mm. that cool. is Halo Infinite. <laughs> so it's extremely important to avoid distractions and stay focused on mission-critical tasks only. Uh, Stanton continued... For a campaign, that means putting maximum effort into ensuring a wide-open, adventure-filled experience you'll get to play on December 8th, as it as is, is as great as it is possible. There it goes again. <laughs> Basically, they're, they're trying to just hunker down and get in a, like stay in their dark rooms and hurry out and fix the game to make sure it is playable on December 8th, not just on Xbox Series X, but on a launch Xbox One, a VCR Xbox One, and, you know, that $5,000 gaming PC that you can't understand why everybody doesn't just go out and buy. So, this it's a great marketing, like, like quote for Microsoft to be like, hey, all of our games are going to be playable across all Xbox consoles. And the crowd yeah. goes wild. And then... You're a developer who has to make the flagship Xbox game that is big and powerful and mighty and makes everybody want to go buy an X one of the brand new expensive Xboxes, and you go, fuck, I gotta make <laughs> this thing run on that piece of garbage Xbox. <laughs> so it is it is a really, really bad spot to be in. I do not envy well, these people at all. I think I think at this point everybody's learned their lesson from Cyberpunk. That it's true. You know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna say that a game is gonna work on older hardware, you better damn sure it works on older hardware. Otherwise, don't release it at all. Yeah. And Microsoft's the type of company that uh, will put will just throw all the money at the situation until it is fixed, even post-launch. You know they'll keep working on it until uh, it works and is up to some sort of standard. You know I saw something the other day like it's been almost a year since Cyberpunk was released, and aside from all like the patches that CD Projekt Red has been putting out, I haven't really said much about where they are, uh, where they are on the roadmap, where the DLC is coming. Uh, there's speculation that they might, you know, once all the patches are out and it's at a workable state. They'll just move on to The Witcher 4, which I, I think they probably are, should. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I think Cyberpunk, they already it already has a terrible name. So like pe people associate well, Cyberpunk with this game is is technically broken. It's a shame because Cyberpunk is a genre, not yeah. a game. <laughs> well now that's another maybe the genre's name will change now. Oh god. I don't want to have to learn another genre. Uh, I like retro, uh, retro punk. Well, that's not the same. No, that's something completely different. That's why. That's what I try to say. Star Wars is Star Wars is it's 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 like it's like future punk, future punk. Well, that's cyberpunk. No. That's just that's just what cyberpunk is. Yeah, 
Uh, Star Wars is like, you know, I think the the default is science fantasy. Yeah, but I mean like the style of like the original trilogy and the the uh and like Solo and and Rogue One and stuff. Oh, like I've lived in. Yeah, like 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 lived it's all this future. technology yeah. that's like really like like dirty and abandoned, but it's all like way leagues beyond what we have. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just cyberpunk. <laughs> no, it's in one of the documentaries that I've watched a million times about Star Wars. It's not future. It's like punk? it lived in future. No, it's not future punk. Um, because cyberpunk is supposed to be like, you know, low class but high society. Like things look nice and shiny, but like everybody's poor. Right. Yeah. That's this oh. is kind of yeah. This isn't that. Everything's like dingy, but everything's technologically advanced. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, uh, I, I, I think Microsoft has been very good at forward compatibility lately. Uh, yes. So I don't doubt that they're going to figure it out and, and we're going to have a great Halo when it comes out. Um, yeah. It's just, it's going to be really, really hard for them to do it. Yeah. Well, if you don't want to play it on your eight-year-old VCR Xbox One and you want to get a Series X to play it on, Good news, everyone. Uh, the Halo Infinite Elite controller and customized Xbox Series X are now up for pre-order and probably sold out already. An all-new Xbox uh, Elite wireless controller and a limited edition Halo Infinite Xbox Series X are now on the way from Microsoft. Both were announced on Wednesday during Gamescom opening night live presentation featuring Jeff Keighley, friend of the show. Both are available for pre-order as well. Friend of the show, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Um, this is a beautiful Xbox. Uh, this is the first of the new consoles, if we're not including the Switch, yes. to get a limited edition version. Yes. Uh, and it is a very nice... Um, I don't want to say it's like uh, it's modeled after the Spartan armor, but it kind of has that like feel to it. I would say Spartan technology. Yeah. yeah, I think that works. Uh, the Elite controller, which we haven't seen uh, the Elite controller in quite a long time. Uh, this is uh, the Elite Model Two, um, and it is just straight up Master Chief uh, reskin. This is the only. Uh, mm. No, how do how do I put so, this? Yes. I was going to say they they've done limited edition elite controllers before. The Elite Model 1 had a Gears of War themed one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I and knew I that there was, was the limited edition one. like E3 one. Yes. Which I uh, totally fucked up and didn't get. Yeah, I wish we got that. Uh cuz we were there, man. We were there. Um, we went there to do it and they were closed. <laughs> yeah. Um and there, I know there's a white model somewhere, but mm -hmm. those are for the Model 1. This is the Model 2, so it has that extra button. That's not for screen captures. That's for uh, saving profiles, too. Oh. Which is very confusing. Yeah. So so, so I got this. I pre-ordered this. Um, okay. It is USB-C, but it's yes. not a Series X and S controller. No, it's an Xbox One controller. Right. So I'm not jazzed, but even though they're the same, they're basically the same. Yeah. It feels weird. 
to be buying an Xbox One controller. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like there's got to be. No, a, I know. There's got to be a series, like a like a version three coming out any minute now. Yeah, unless, well, I don't know, because I was gonna say maybe this is technically an Xbox Series controller that they just released before the series came out, and we didn't know. It's probably got all the fixings and more that a, that a series controller has. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's got yeah. the same sort of uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, uh, it's got the same sort of connectivity that the Windows, right. uh, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't think you're really missing anything that a series controller has. No. It's even got the same sort of D-pad style. Uh, and you can like swap that one. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just feels it feels weird to uh, to have an Xbox One controller. Yeah, but yeah, I I I got this. I got this because I, I needed an excuse to get an Elite controller because I've been wanting an Elite controller and I just had no reason to get it. it which is stupid because yeah. now I have a billion Xbox controllers. <laughs> I know I was gonna get this too, but I'm like I'm like, do I need this? I I'm really enjoying that Red Series controller you got so. Yeah. There's also they, they all, they've been they've been doing new freaking uh they've been doing new uh uh, uh colors like every uh, like like a lot like yeah. I think we had one last week we talked about now there's an aqua shift one this one looks freaking cool too yeah and they did like the Wonder Woman kind of background yeah that's cool so I mean if they if they put the elite controllers in design lab. That's, That's really, a different story. They need to do that. They really need to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 when they release the next one, they need they need to do that. I'm I'm disappointed that they haven't yeah. done that because I, I would I would yeah, pay a pretty penny for it for a for a custom designed Elite controller. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I think the new Xbox with the Halo looks great. It's five fifty. Why? What is it? What else does it come with? A game? I guess. Is it five fifty? Yeah. I saw it was five. Uh, it includes the elaborate case design with a white and blue star field on top of a gold accents throughout. It also includes uh, a Series X. All right, so you get a Series X, uh, traditional Xbox wireless controller with matching paint scheme, an appropriate HDMI cable, yeah, and a copy of Halo Infinite. Uh, last week was the Forza X- Xbox controller that had the orange, like transparent situation. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, if you don't have an Xbox Series X, uh, and you want one for Halo, this is the one to get. Good luck trying to get it. Mm-hmm. Also, if you want a new con, like one of the new consoles, especially if you want to play Halo and you don't want to spend that much money and you don't have a 4K TV, the Series S is nothing to snuff at. The Series S yeah. is freaking awesome. Uh, if, if you have even like a gaming monitor like a 1440p gaming monitor that does high frame rate you'll have a great time with the series s um yeah so yeah don't don't uh don't count that out anyway uh what else do we got here we got any more notifications we got Ackmeister with the gifted sub thank you very much uh what else do we have here uh we got edward bova with one bit uh, with one bit 
Uh, Cyberpunk is like the movie Ready Player One. That would be perfect definition of Cyberpunk. Yeah, I was I wasn't gonna read that because the whole chat was just trying to define what Cyberpunk was. I know what Cyberpunk is. Uh, I was trying to get yeah, we... what. I'm not getting back into it. <laughs> I wanted to know the specific, specifically when like it's in the future and the technology is really advanced, but the technology is all dingy and shitty. I mean, I think that's just science fiction. No, because that could be like really like like that could be like freaking uh, uh, like the original trilogy type of uh, type of uh, right f- future where everything's nice and pretty. Yeah. And... It could also just be cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're just, we're just trying to get into semantics. Cyberpunk dystopia says Ray Zeppelin. Yeah, I mean, Ready Player One is is not cyberpunk. Ready Player One is fan fiction that's gotten out of control. Well, Ready Player One that is uh uh like the real world in Ready Player One is what I'm talking about. Right. That's not even that cyberpunk. Dystopian future. Like, it's dystopian, but dystopian doesn't necessarily mean cyberpunk. True. Because something like Why the Last Man is technically dystopian future, and that you know takes True. place like in the present right, so i think ray is kind of right is dystopian cyberpunk uh i don't know just putting a modifier what is what are dystopian. what where, are genres where really even am i right now anyway guys china hates video games china bans kids Yay. from playing online video games during the week during the week uh and you yeah and you know this is important news because CNN is talking about it. Oh, hello. China has barred online games. China has barred online gamers under the age of 18 from playing on weekdays and limited their play to just three hours most uh, weekends, marking a significant oh, escalation shit. of restriction on the country's massive game industry. Uh, starting this week, minors will be allowed only an hour of playtime between 8 and 9 p.m. on Friday, weekends, and public holidays, according to a statement from Chinese media watchdog, the National Press and Publication Administration, that was posted by the state news agency, Xinyao, nailed it, on mm-hmm. Monday. Uh, the move represents a huge tightening of, an earl- of earlier limits set by the agency in 2019, which had restricted play to 90 minutes on weekdays and three hours on the weekends for children. Authorities said that the restrictions were put in place to help prevent young people from becoming addicted to video games. The NPPA noted this week that the rules were being issued at the beginning of the new school semester, putting uh, specific requirements for preventing the addiction to online games and protecting the healthy growth of minors. Investors were quick to react. NetEase slumped 3.4% during regular trading hours on in New York on Monday. Tencent suffered roughly the same drop in Hong Kong on Tuesday before ticking back up to 1.6%. Oh, so Tencent didn't really lose anything. No. Tencent, important for everybody, is the largest game company in the world. Yes. And um, the other one that they mentioned... Uh, NetEase uh, was in the news recently because they're trying to court the creator of Yakuza and Super Monkey Ball to leave Sega and go to them. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tencent owns a lot of your favorite games, everybody. Yes. Okay. Or they are have a lot of investment in a lot of your favorite games. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, if they if they get a hit, that's a pretty big deal. That's kind of crazy yeah. that like Tencent, it's a Chinese company, that um, well it says suffered drops in Hong Kong, but they're they're Chinese. Tencent's Chinese. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, they uh, they they own a lot of they have a big say in a lot of gaming companies all over the world. Meanwhile, their home country doesn't allow you to play games at all. Well, yeah. If you're under the age of 18, you can only play online games between eight and 9 PM, uh, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I also want to note that China lifted, they, they, they banned, uh, game consoles entirely for 14 years and lifted that ban just in 2015 so video games at least uh console video games as we know them yeah console-based video games and a lot of uh pc and mobile games that are like western are very new to chinese uh people so uh so now they're they're they, they didn't have this stuff for 14 years and yeah. uh now china's now they have them and now china's kind of cutting back on a lot of that stuff um which is horrible <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh so uh, we can assume that this is like online based stuff like if you want to play online with other people that's what's going to be yeah they, they, the specifically, most. They, they specifically said online gaming yeah so if you because that is the most popular kind of gaming in china we're gonna and you know what honestly that's what's gonna get you hooked the most we're gonna be seeing a lot of single player games over in china that's what i think yeah uh definitely yeah so uh hopefully that changes so this is article saying that there was already a limit the move represents a huge tightening yeah. of e- earlier limits set by the agency in 2019, which uh, had a restricted play to 90 minutes on weekdays and three hours on weekends for children. Yeah. So has that has it been like that since 2019? And now they just put another restriction on top of it? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep adding restrictions. To it, it honestly doesn't seem that there, different than the older restriction. Well, it's just less time you're allowed to play. There's been this ongoing like fear in China that video games are going to corrupt the Chinese youth and basically nobody's going to want to go and work in uh, the iPhone factories and make right. iPhones for anybody. Um, so they've been putting all these like restrictions and limits on um, video games and things like that to make sure that kids go to school and, you know, do all that. And the stream crashed. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, so this is, this is just part of like an ongoing, like, thing that the chinese government has been doing to like restrict video games from corrupting the youth you know like where we were in the 90s <laughs> yes and it's just getting there uh and our stream is back um yay i think it's i think it's because i stream in eight thousand kilobits i gotta lower it see what happens yeah. uh when they talk about china look what happens <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like we put up pictures of Winnie the Pooh. I mean, we could. We could. It auto-fills China. Mm. There it is. Uh, yeah. 
welcome to america where we have the freedom of speech yeah to to an extent anyway uh <laughs> that's it uh i feel sad yeah. for uh our friends over in china who now are yeah. restricted from playing games and who will never be esports legends no uh shame 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 uh now people can go back to playing h1z1 that was apparently there's like a lot of Chinese people like trolling in H1Z1. Yeah, anyway, yeah. hey, look, there's new uh, Resident Evil footage. Hooray! IGN has your very first look exclusively on Resi Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, which Scream Gems bills not as a reboot or remake of their of their feature film franchise, but rather as the origin story of the original Capcom games. Check out the three exclusive images below uh, to see big the new big screen versions of Claire and Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Leon S. Kennedy, Albert Wesker, and more characters gamers will recognize. I and you see right at the top. I There's think Leon and Claire. This looks bad, right? Am I <laughs> am I wrong? It this looks like a freaking student film. Except for this. This shot it I like looks, this shot. This shot's cool. It looks off. Yeah. Like something's not right. It look it looks okay. Uh, Chris looks great. It looks like it looks like Resident Evil. Like the costumes are like a reminiscent of Resident Evil. But something about it just feels, it doesn't feel Hollywood, if that makes yeah. sense. This shot of Leon and Claire looks like uh, like Halloween costumes. Yeah. It looks, it looks uh, bad. Here's your first look at Kia Socadelero as Claire Redfield and Avin uh, Hyoga as Leon Kennedy. You'll notice Leon is wearing his police uniform in keeping with that with what his job was at the time of the Raccoon City destruction incident in Resident Evil 2, Leon and Claire, um, sister of SARS officer Chris Redfield, played in this movie by the Arrow versus Robbie Amell, were among oh. the few people who ventured into Raccoon City following the outbreak. And you see uh, picture two. Uh, from left to right, uh, Albert Wesker, played by Tom Hopper of Umbrella Academy. Uh, Richard Aiken, played by Chad Rook. Jill Valentine by Hannah him. John Heyman. Yeah, he's like way in the back. And Chris Redfield, Redfield uh, Robbie Amell on the prowl in the Spencer Mansion, which Roberts previously described as being a creepy as fuck in his film. Who who is who is Chad Rook? Was he like instantly killed in the game? Chad Rook is the actor. Oh. Who's Richard Aiken? Richard Aiken. He probably instantly killed in the game. Like in the beginning when they're running to the mansion. Was he killed by the dogs at the at the at the doorway? I think so. Yeah. Spoilers for the very beginning of the freaking game. Uh I don't want to know his early life. I just want to know when he freaking died. Uh he's got a very yeah, short think... short article. Yeah, uh, the team was attacked, and Richard, along with most of his teammates, managed to make their way to the uh, apparently abandoned Spencer Mansion, but scattered when they found it filled with undead. Richard found Rebecca sleeping on a, in a remote bedroom in the nearby dormitory. Wow! He, oh, Richard comforted right, the he's... youngest member, assuaging her fears and gaining her assistance in an attempt to locate Enrico Marini, their captain. In the what? Did I, what? 
I re- no, I remember. I remember this. So if you play as Chris, you team up with Rebecca, and you first find Rebecca trying to you know tend to Richard's wounds, and I think Richard gets eaten by the big snake. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it says. I don't remember yeah. him at all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then this last picture of this creepy is Lisa thing. Trevor. That's Lisa Trevor, played by uh, Marina Mazipa. Uh, in the games, Lisa is the teenage daughter of the architect of the Spencer Mansion in Raccoon Forest, uh, who went missing while on a walk. Umbrella scientists working out of the Arcoli Laboratory near the Spencer Mansion experimented on Lisa for years, including exposing her to multiple viruses. Their gruesome experiments on Lisa led Umbrella to discover the Nemesis, Tyrant, and G-viruses, um, but also... They also transformed her into something, into a deranged monstrosity. Uh, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, uh, that looks I, I good. Like this. Everything else uh, yeah. is questionable. Especially this, I hate this picture of, of uh, Leon and Claire because, like, it looks like somebody just took it on a phone and they just whipped out their phone and took the picture. Yeah. It's it's very, I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's, because I hate the the Mila Jovovich Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not good movies. Yeah. They're so far removed from what the games actually are. Um, they're not horror. They're, they're science fiction movies with, you know, monsters in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it was really just an excuse for the director to show how hot and awesome his wife is <laughs> eight times. Um, uh, so he's... I'm excited because like, this is actually based on the games. Yes. And, like, specifically the first two games. But, you know, we've been burned before on video game movies, so... Uh, many times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kiriakos says it looks like a CW show. Uh, Dark Spider says Party City Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, Sir, Sir, Sir Albs says when you you order a Resident Evil movie from Wish. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the trailer looks a little better than that. Yeah, hopefully we get a trailer soon. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City opens in theaters November 24th in the U.S., December 3rd in the U.K., and November 25th in Australia. Anyway, so Miss Texone, thank you for the 27 months. Saturo, go JC, thank you for the four bits. Uh, and for gifting a sub to Ahoy Adam and for gifting five other subs. Thank you. And Poline, thank you for the 32 months. Damn, Bob, 32 months. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Well, thanks, Poline. Sorry, I don't have any, I don't have a ring for you. Um, have you ever seen Free Guy? No, I heard it was good, but I don't know how no. much of that is. I don't know how much of that is uh, other people just being in the movie and saying that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be a wait till it's streaming on something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I heard it was good. Anyway, yeah. uh, we got a bunch of, like, a block of Pokemon news right now. Yeah. First up, what the hell's Pokemon TV? Apparently, uh, that's a way to watch Pokemon TV show. And it's now available on the Switch. In a brief teaser shown on Pokemon's official YouTube channel, we see two kids watching Pokemon as they camp in their backyard and and get uh, gate-crashed by a Pokemon-loving mom, uh, plus a mother and her daughter making the best of tra- a traffic jam 
and a father entertaining his daughter by singing together on a lazy morning. Here, take a look. What? Pokemon TV teases the video description? Where? Nintendo Switch. When? Available now. Oh, uh, so this is a brand new thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pokemon TV was already available on smart TVs, mobile, and tablets, but this is the first time we can download the new app on Nintendo Switch. Uh, fans have the opportunity to watch select episodes and seasons of Pokemon the series, journeying with Ash and his friends from Kanto to Galar and everywhere in between, the Pokemon company explains. Trainers can also brush up on their Pokemon trading card game strategy by watching select matches and training tips. The library of videos on Pokemon TV is frequently updated, so there's always more to watch. While you theoretically can watch Pokemon TV on the Nintendo Switch on the go, don't forget that you will need a valid internet connection. So it's free. Yes. I'm guessing there's ads. Like, how do they monetize this? I I mean, there must be ads. Google Play, iOS, uh, Amazon App Store, Switch, and Roku. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone know if it's the uncensored Pokemon or the burgers replacing rice Pokemon? I assume you could get the Japanese one. Why not? Just make yeah. a Japanese account. But then you have to get the yeah. subtitles. I don't know. Uh, um, I would assume that it's probably the if you get if you're on an English account, it's probably going to be the the, the American yeah uh, nerfed stuff. It is an ad for Pokemon. Well, that is true, but that's well, a yeah. lot. Like giving us all of the video yeah. content, it sounds like they could have made some money there. You know? Oh, definitely. Interesting. I'm, I'm interested. That's pretty. That's pretty freaking cool. You can just watch all of freaking yeah. Pokemon. They showed like even the the uh, Pokemon uh, uh, Sword and Shield part of the anime looked like it was on there. Yeah, that's crazy. And it, you know, and I'm surprised it's it wasn't something that was on the Switch earlier. This is definitely something they could have thrown on there, and they finally did. That's great. Uh, yeah. So go check that out. Um, did yours go off? Heard My an, I heard an Amazon Echo go off. No. Anyway. Well, I did not. More Pokemon news. We're not done. Uh, Pokemon oh, Center yeah. mega stores across Japan shutting down indefinitely because of the coronavirus. Um, how do you say coronavirus in Japanese? Coronavirusu? I don't remember. Uh, anyway. Uh, they probably abbreviate it somehow. This is according yeah. to Sora News 24. Humanity, humanity's elemental weakness to the coronavirus <laughs> leads to near immediate temporary closures of almost every Pokemon Center and store in the country. That sounds so dire. That's the freaking yeah. bleakest way I've ever heard that. Um, but it's true. And this is unfortunate because I love the Pokemon stores. I have a video where I went to a bunch of different Pokemon centers and I wish I was able to go to more. They're yes. freaking awesome. Um, anyway, Japan's Pokemon Center mega stores are pretty amazing. Stocked with a, just about every plushie toy and trinket you can imagine for the Pokemon franchise. The happy and excited atmosphere inside is on par with a visit to a theme park. I wouldn't go that far. As pretty much everyone inside <laughs> has a serious love for several species of pocket monsters. Sadly, though, the fun will be shutting down on a huge scale as the Pokemon Company will be closing 14 Pokemon Center locations across Japan as well as seven smaller Pokemon stores for a temporary but currently indeterminable time. 
that's a big word i had to take a second the see the reason <laughs> once again is the continuing nemesis of human joy <laughs> I love this writer. The reason, once again, is the continuing nemesis of human joy, the coronavirus, as infections have recently surged to unprecedented numbers for Japan. The closures, which, which include all Pokemon centers and stores in Tokyo, Yokohama, Osaka, and Kyoto, will come almost immediately. The announcements uh, was made on Thursday, and the 21 affected stores will be closing starting from Saturday uh this is a long article uh yeah yeah we don't need uh, to the two two developments likely help push decisions making past uh maker help i'm having a stroke two developments likely <laughs> helped push decision makers past the tipping point on sunday a worker at the pokemon center mega tokyo branch located in, in tokyo's ikabukuro neighborhood i think I went there in the video was confirmed to be infected with the coronavirus leading to the store's closure as of Monday. Then on Wednesday, the Japanese government expanded its declared state of emergency to include eight more prefectures and the closed Pokemon centers and stores align with the enti entire declared set. Yeah. Japan's not doing too hot because of the, with the, with the yeah. virus. Uh, and they weren't since the freaking Olympics. Uh, the, the sting is especially sharp for the Kansai Airport Pokemon store. While the plan is to reopen the other branches once it's safe to do so, the Kansai uh, Airport branch won't be coming back, and it, it, it was already scheduled to permanently close at the end of the month. Okay, so, I mean, what, what were we going to do? It was doomed from the start. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's really unfortunate, but I mean, uh, I'd imagine a lot of stuff is going to be closing uh, very soon. It's just yeah. Nintendo was the first to do something. The Nintendo store here in yeah. New York uh, was the first that I knew of to have like really harsh restrictions, and then they shut down for a while. Um, and they still have yeah. restrictions. They still don't allow too many people into the store at once. They have people outside, like with a ticker, like waving people in. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and I think you, it requires a mask and all that stuff. So, I think there was mm -hmm. like a very small window where they didn't require masks. Um. So yeah, uh, it's not a surprise, but it's very unfortunate. And uh, I'd imagine, oh, there's unfortunately there's going to be a lot more stuff going going on in Japan. Yeah. Um, humanity's elemental weakness to the coronavirus. <laughs> leads to near immediate I mean, temporary closures not wrong not wrong um uh mecha dragon says it was hell to get into the nintendo new york since you basically need to make an appointment you i don't think you can make an appointment um just don't go on a busy time because you'll be outside you know honestly every time i've been there lately uh there's the, the line is either really quick or there isn't a line at all but there is a guy outside like taking people in yeah um, and they do require masks. Um, anyway, last bit of Nintendo news. We talked about this um, a little bit in a previous show, so we need to talk about it again. Uh, Pokemon Go, they uh, had a bunch of stuff in the game to make it a little easier because people weren't going outside because of the coronavirus. So they made... They had some stuff in the game that like kind of boosted you and made it easier to go to like uh, play the game basically without having to leave your house. Um, yeah. They went back on a lot of that stuff because they declared somehow that the coronavirus is over. So they were like, coronavirus is over. Yep. Everybody's got to play the game exactly how we used to play the game. 
and fans were pissed. Outside, nerds. Yeah, get outside. And now yeah. they've uh, uh, Pokemon Go is permanently increasing interaction distances after fan outcry. So now you can interact with stuff yeah. uh, the same way you did during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, this yeah. is from CNET. Niantic is once again increasing Pokemon Go's interaction radius to 80 meters after controversially uh, reverting that distance last month. Developer Niantic is permanently increasing. Yeah, I just read that. The studio has once again increased. <laughs> I read that already. They can interact with gyms, Pokestops to 800 meters. Uh, I'm sorry, 80 meters. After controversially meters. decreasing the range last month, the 80 meter uh, interaction distance was one of the temporary meters Niantic implemented in Pokemon Go last year to make the game easier to play amid the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the studio reverted that radius to its original 40 meters in July, resulting in widespread outcry from fans. In response to the backlash, I'm just going to read what Pokemon tweeted. Uh, Pokemon Go tweeted, Trainers, we're looking forward to sharing our plans as a result of the task force on September 1st. But one thing does not have to wait. From now on, 80 meters will be the base interaction radius for Pokestops and gyms globally. There is a second tweet there. Uh, thank you to everyone who made your voices heard. We've heard you and understand that this has been a welcome benefit to many players. We'll share more next week. So it turns out all you have to do is complain and you'll get things done. Yeah. Yeah. So they said we'll hear more next week. That was uh, as of last Saturday. So uh, uh, it'll probably be a while till we actually hear yeah. more about that. I don't know if that'll make me play Pokemon Go again, but <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably not. Uh, Nebula Dota. Thank you for the Prime subscription. Uh, Kiriako says, You still have to fucking go out, so I don't get why Niantic was trying to argue that shortening the distance made a difference. I don't know. They just had in their heads, this is what the game was designed for, and this is how you should play the game. So they're trying to get people to play the game how yeah. they want them to play the game, which is never a good way to uh, approach your audience. You When you release a game... You're putting it in the hands of the players, and however they have their fun is what your game is now. Fortnite yeah. was supposed to be a tower defense game. And they put the game out there with a fun little B-side uh, battle royale. And yeah. that's how people played it, so the game is a battle royale game now. A battle royale that also teaches you about civil rights sometimes. <laughs> Apparently. That's an article we should have talked about, how they had a little Martin Luther King Museum inside of Fortnite. I mean, what are we going to say about that? that Good intentions, but yes. what were you thinking? <laughs> the heart was there. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was just a, it was ripe for memory and probably not the best idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got more news. Just a little bit. Also, speaking of being ripe for memory, uh, April O'Neil fights Cat Dog in Nickelodeon's All Star Brawl. I did That's not right. know this. The only <laughs> you did not know these characters were added. I did not. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, last week at Gamescom, April O'Neil of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fame and Cat Dog of Cat Dog fame 
uh, are both coming to Nickelodeon's upcoming Smash Brothers-like fighting game developer Ludiosity and Fair Play Labs announced on Thursday. Uh, April is, of course, the beloved friend to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, several of which are also coming to All-Star Brawl. Based on her trailer, April's in-game moves will lean into her role as a TV reporter, using her camera as a weapon in some, in some of her attacks, while others will have her deploy a few of the Turtles' weapons as well. Weirdly, this is the second game that April has been announced as a playable character in at Gamescom 2021 so far, after she was also announced to have been a part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge on Wednesday. So yeah, yeah that's so another April O'Neil got announced for two games. Uh, uh, April O'Neil looking a lot like Wii Fit Trader. I don't know if it's just because she's a normal woman and not a fantasyful character. <laughs> I think I think it like in this game specifically. Uh, in both games, like We Fit Trainer is reminding me of April O'Neil is reminding me of what We Fit Trainer is like. But maybe it's because they're they're normal human women. I think that's what it is. Up they're against a backdrop of weird, wacky characters. Yeah, they're proportionally correct. Yeah. <laughs> women, and then you know you have to have her fight uh, somebody like let's say Cat Dog. Uh, who fits right at home in All-Star Brawl's list of fan-favorite characters from old Nicktoons. Catdog looks fittingly strange in the game and <laughs> seems to have a, a move set that takes advantage of both halves of their body. It seems like players might even get unique moves depending on which direction Catdog is facing, since Cat and Dog might do slightly different things. Interesting. All, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is set to be released on Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X later this year. Interesting. So if like one... Oh, no, it looks like they can switch sides. Okay. Yeah. I saw one facing left and right. Okay, that's interesting. I was going to say, you could just stand on this, the weaker side if like cat is OP and dog is not. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm or, I'm already seeing people say like like complaining that the Ninja Turtles are going to be the fire emblem to this game. Cuz you got I mean they're going to be I like echo fighters of each other. Cuz right now you have I think it's Leo, Mikey and April playable in the game. Hmm. It only makes sense you got to add Raph and Donatello. Yeah, I was going to ask. You it says keep, several yeah. of which are in the game. Like how could yeah, you have only several two. of yeah. the the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, we also had, uh, yeah, uh, April is coming to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, game. Shredder's Revenge, yeah. Yeah, which looks freaking awesome. Side scroll, yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she's, she's got her own unique moveset in that. It looks like she can be the healer. She can add, she can give you pizza if you've fallen down. Um, Good. Yeah. So, And it makes me think that they're going to add more characters. And like, they, you'll be able to play as, like, Casey Jones in that, I which would, would be awesome. I would put a lot of money on Casey Jones being in this game. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, at, at the end, uh, I could, is there no... Oh, there's no gameplay. Oh, yeah, there is at the end. Oh, but they don't show April in this trailer. Oh, no, this is the, this is the old trailer. Uh, oh, this is the old trailer? Because it has April yeah. fighting people, just... Yeah, but this doesn't show off her sprite. There was a new trailer. Right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, the new trailer at the end of it, uh, it shows them all standing with each other and April's in the shot. And there's clearly a spot on the left for another person. Yeah. Probably yeah. Uh, probably Casey Jones, which would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm kind of excited for uh, 
I'm excited for the uh, uh, Ninja Turtles game, but I'm also a little excited for. Uh, I know. Uh, Shredder's. Uh, I, I'm excited for uh, All Stars Battle. Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. Yeah. yeah. I will be maining play- uh, Cinnamon, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Man. Yeah. <laughs> pa- uh, powder, powder Toast, toast Man. Yeah. Most likely. Also, I feel like I'd like yeah. it the most. Remember, it's nickelodeon all-stars brawl not to be confused with playstation all-stars battle royale yes two completely different games yeah all right last news that we have is a marvel game thing yes marvel's midnight suns from the developers of xcom oh so this is yeah Uh, the next game from Firaxis XCOM team is set in an obscure corner of the Marvel Comics universe titled Marvel's Midnight Suns development of the turn-based role-playing game I just just had to see it said enter Sandman on the corner I had to see what was playing what music was playing yeah it's it's this weird cover of enter Sandman Mm -hmm. okay I'm sorry Um, it's okay uh, the big draw here are the heroes and anti-heroes, many of whom have never worked together before in any previous Marvel storyline. Baraxis confirmed that Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Blade, Nico, uh, Minoru, Magic, Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider, and Wolverine will all be playable. There will be a total of 13 allied heroes in all, uh, drawn from the Avengers, the X-Men, the Runaways, and beyond. Revealed Wednesday at Gamescom, uh, publisher 2K Games plans to bring Marvel's Midnight Suns to Switch, PS4, PS5, PC via Steam and the Epic Store, Xbox One, and Series X in March 2022. So this is basically, uh, I had to look this up because I never heard of the Midnight Suns before. Right. Midnight Suns, spelled S-O-N-S, was a storyline in Ghost Rider that involves like the more supernatural, mystic, like demonic characters. So like Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, uh, Blade, characters like that. Midnight Suns, spelled like S-U-N-S, is something specifically for this game. What I don't know. It's because but they it's, added other characters that don't make any because, sense. <laughs> it's because they realized that maybe a game based on the Midnight Suns isn't going to sell, so let's throw Wolverine in there. Yeah. Because Wolverine sells copies. I will say they look freaking awesome, but uh, yeah. it doesn't make any sense for Wolverine to have this outfit no. with like all this like hieroglyphics and stuff. Well, I mean, this yeah. like Celtic like like design all over it. Yeah. And then Captain America and Iron Man are also there, but it's like, why are you guys there? There, there's in the in the beginning of the trailer, Doctor Strange and this other person are like uh, doing some sorcery shit, and and yeah. it looks like things are gonna get real. So Wolverine and Iron Man like, like, take a power stance. Like, what are you gonna do? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Wolverine? <laughs> You're going to turn to dust and then regain everything. Yeah. Just chill out. Yeah, this is this is weird. No gameplay. No gameplay. Uh, I think gameplay will actually debut tomorrow. Is this? Like they're going to finally show off gameplay. But... Wait, is that Doctor Strange in the, at the end? Oh, he looks weird. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, this... Captain Marvel's in it, too. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Again, what's she going to do? 
against the dark arts. Uh, who is second from the right and second from the left? Uh, with, who is the two of those two? Uh, so next to Doctor Strange, yeah. I think that's Magic, Colossus's sister. Okay. Who has like mystic abilities, and then next to Captain Marvel, I think that's supposed to be. Actually, I don't know who that's supposed to be. She looks like an X Man. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't like Doctor Strange's look there. That's weird. I like everybody. Everybody, I think the, these outfits are pretty cool. It, it looks even though it doesn't make any correct. fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, gameplay is supposed to be similar to XCOM, mm -hmm. but it's it's going to have like a lot of um, noticeable differences. Like one of the big things in XCOM is permadeath. Like if one of your teammates dies, that's it. You can never get them back. This game will not have that. Oh, well then. So what are we doing here? Yeah, this well, is the I mean, one who was second from the right. This one, this one with the, with the one. oh, with the what's her name? Is that she's got a staff and a leather jacket? The girl from Nico Minoru. Is it the girl from the? Runaways? I didn't read There's Runaways. Sukasa. You are a generic uh, player that is supposed to train up the other people in supernatural powers. Says Go Fish Goldfish. Yeah, that was Nico Minoru from The Runaways. Ah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, it says so, yeah, The Rise so of the Midnight Suns arc began in 1992 with a series of Ghost Rider comics, which you said before. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool that they're actually doing, like, basically Marvel XCOM because it's different from like all the other games we've been getting like usually big standard superhero game has got to be an action game with like direct you know combat and like a big open world and whatnot and this is noticeably not that yeah i mean so. it, I, I yeah i'm i'm happy with uh these big ips getting like uh yeah. uh them having fun with these big ips and not yeah. just releasing the same garbage sort of stuff in Marvel's Midnight Suns, player take will take on the role of the Hunter, an all-new character designed in partnership with Marvel Comics. The Hunter is here to stand in for the player and will be highly customizable in both appearance and combat ability. Um, yeah, we don't like that idea. I don't want to play as I don't want to play as a brand new character. I want to play as Wolverine. So yeah, that's always like they. I've played games where they do this. You have all these great recognizable characters, but you get to play the new guy, and it's like it's like the new guy better be fucking awesome. The only time that worked that I can remember it working was in the Ghostbusters the Muppet game. movie. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, the Muppet movie, but the Ghostbusters game because you didn't play as any of the Ghostbusters. You played as the rookie who was like training with them, but. They made the rookie a silent protagonist so that during the cutscenes and during like the in-game like banter, you can just sit back and watch the Ghostbusters be the Ghostbusters. Right. And like yeah. it didn't interfere with anything. You still got to participate, but you didn't like ruin the experience of being with the Ghostbusters. Right. This doesn't sound like it's gonna do that. This sounds like it's going to, you know, try to make you like a big deal. Right. And I don't, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Do we know what systems this is for or anything? It doesn't look like it. Yeah, it, it said uh, Switch, PS4, PS5, oh. Series X, Xbox One, and PC. That's good to know. Yeah. Hopefully we see some uh, some gameplay and it doesn't pull a, a freaking Square Enix Marvel Avengers yeah. situation. It said, they said its gameplay will be tomorrow, so good. be on the lookout. I'm excited to see. I'm probably not going to play it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, guys, that's all the news. So we, we did have it. to do the one thing. You want to do the thing? Let's do the thing. This is from Rob Van Winkle. Gay Dolph Jizzler is this I was gonna say. Uh, hey fellas, check this out. It's 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 Seinfeld and it's uh, Kramer saying, "Hey fellas, check this out," and then his fucking head explodes. And it's just <laughs> it's just Seinfeld and George looking scared. That's it. That's old. Oh, that's that's funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, now we'll talk to you people. Yes. Uh, first, we will get to the comments left on last week's Wolf Den podcast over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolf Den podcast. But of course, everyone watching at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Right here. Wolf Den info. We yeah. got uh, Eric Henley from last week. Why are we putting Eric comments in here? Uh, let it be known that me and my mother do not own original Super Mario Brothers. Bob, Eric, ban yourself <laughs> for not that owning like, Mario Brothers. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. Don't take that yeah. out on us. Yeah, what the hell, dude? Yeah. You had so many opportunities to get this game. Every freaking console you own has a copy of Mario on it. Yeah. Uh, go, everyone, even the Xboxes. Gogart says, uh, yeah. "Go Gorgat." says will there have been a lot of rumors that vince mcmahon is going to restructure nxt just how badly do you think this will hurt the wwe and is it just me but shouldn't wrestlemania be one event instead of five i did not know any of this fast lane wrestlemania smackdown two nights of wrestlemania and now wrestlemania backlash so all I said the last part first. Technically, WrestleMania is still just one event. Um, I'm going to pee while you do this. Okay. Fastlane, uh, WrestleMania, the SmackDown, before, the SmackDown before WrestleMania, and WrestleMania Backlash, th those don't count. You don't need to watch those in order to enjoy WrestleMania. Um, you just need to watch WrestleMania. I actually prefer the two-night WrestleMania because I think, the A, that makes it a bigger deal, and B makes it actually easier to watch instead of a seven hour fucking wrestling show. Um, in terms of Vince McMahon restructuring NXT, it's not a rumor. It's happening. I don't know if you saw this, but they recently showed off a new NXT logo and said changes were coming. So they're going to redo their whole developmental uh, branch. Um, I don't think it'll hurt the WWE, but it will hurt NXT big time they're gonna take it from being one of the best uh wrestling uh promotions in the country in the world and just turn it into another wwe product which is you know more so not the best wrestling in the world it's gonna be a lot of the same weird cartoony crap that you see on raw and smackdown 
and nobody watches NXT for that. That's a shame. And this has been Will Wolf's Wrestling Talk. If you would like to hear more about random wrestling uh, thoughts and opinions from something I probably should be following more of, but really can't because the WWE just puts out bad stuff. Although there's AEW, Ring of Honor, and all that. If you'd like to know more about wrestling, feel free to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash willwolf, damn it. Uh, I will be known to make my opinions heard. Um, just know that I'm happy CM Punk is back. Becky Lynch is the best. And uh, everybody follow Danhausen on all social media because he is incredible. Love that, Danhausen. Welcome back. back. Thanks. It was a great pee, in case you were wondering. Yeah. Alright. Tommy Zook says, your comments on game pricing are really pushing my buttons. Back in the day, components and programmers were much harder to come by and far more expensive. Now, technology is cheaper. More people are available to work on and create games. Plus, the gaming world is much, much larger, so profits are far higher and the cost compared to the 80s slash 90s. And then a shrug emoji and then a face palm emoji. So are you upset by what we said? Are you agreeing with us? Because we did say games are cheaper now than they have been. I, I probably said games cost more to make now than they ever did. And I yeah. stand by that. Yeah. No, they did. Miyamoto they do. was and- a fucking janitor, dude. <laughs> and he was like, also- I, could, I, could, I could make a game. Also, profits are far higher than the cost compared to the 80s and 90s. Not necessarily true, because you will often hear stories of game of very successful games that are considered failures because they didn't make a certain profit. Yeah. Uh, the Tomb Raider reboot uh, didn't hit the numbers, even though it sold 9 million units. Uh, Borderlands 3 apparently was not financially successful because they spent more money on it than they did the other two. So while it turned a profit, it was not a big profit. Uh, and the employees didn't get profit sharing that year at Gearbox. Great company. Everybody buy their <laughs> games. Don't do that. Um, also, there's much more competition in the game space nowadays. Not just from the AAA people, but from the independent people, from mobile, from all these other uh, places. So I would not say that profits are higher now than they were in the 80s and 90s. I would say it's much harder to be successful now in games than it was in the 80s and 90s. Even though it's more, it's harder to be successful now, even though it's easier than ever to get into. I think it was hard to be successful back then too, because uh, like he says, there wasn't a lot of uh, great skilled developers and stuff back then. Right. But they had a lot of people who like never worked on games before working on games. So, uh, right. uh, I'm saying. I'm saying that even though, like, you can you, you can download something like Game Maker right, right now, true, to make a game. You like, there's you it's have saturated. all these resources. To, you have yeah, you have all these resources available to you to make a game, but you know, breaking in, like, getting your game out there to people is much harder than ever before. It, it's it's because there's so much. It's the exact opposite problem that we had in the in the nineties. In the in the nineties, yeah. it was. Uh, uh, it was hard to make a game because nobody knew how to make games. So having a breakthrough game was like a hard thing to do. Now, too many people yeah. know how to make games. There's too many games. Yeah. Um, too many games. October 8th in uh, in uh, uh, Philadelphia. 
or greater Philadelphia area. See, see that yeah. nobody. October eighth. Now with get that right? official COVID protocol on their Instagram page. October 9th is when I'll be there. I'm not going on Friday, uh, right. but yes, uh, they have official COVID protocol. Uh, wear a mask, everybody. I, I had to fill out a questionnaire about doing a signing there yeah. and like they asked me like what i'm comfortable with are you comfortable with hugs are you comfortable with uh <laughs> do you want everybody to wear a mask do you want this do you want that and uh i said i checked that i wasn't comfortable with hugs just because i didn't want like i'll hug you but i don't yeah. want to put that energy out there yeah you know like if you want it i'll give it to you but don't know that i just <laughs> don't you know anyway um one of the things was, do you charge for autographs? And I wrote, no, mm. I'm not Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, D. Linton says, uh, Ghibli is overrated. No. Oh, and then Fred, who <laughs> pulls our comments, says, no, the absolute fuck it's not. <laughs> and they said, official stance of the weeb den. Well, uh, okay. So what I know of Ghibli is that when people say Studio Ghibli, what they really mean are the films directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Because sometimes he doesn't direct a, a film made by Ghibli. And those are the ones people don't seem to want to talk about. <laughs> Except for Grave of the Fireflies. But other than that, like nobody talks about the non-Miyazaki Ghibli films. Actually, Fred was listing like a bunch of the ones that we should watch. What did he say to yeah. you? He said you should watch. He said I should watch one, and you should watch a different one for some reason. Um, okay. Uh, you should watch Mononoke, and I should yeah. start with Totoro. Is what he says. I don't know why we. we I don't know why uh, you get. Well, a yeah, I did say I wanted to. I the one the the one I want to watch is Princess Mononoke. Mm. So maybe I'll just give that a shot. Anyway, I Matt, did start watching Cowboy Bebop again. So Matt C gotta wait. says I'm all weeped out. I watched that whole video reference in the Nintendo Life article. Uh, referenced in the Nintendo Life article, it is way more suspect than what is mentioned in the article. Oh yeah, we should probably talk about that. The people oh, yeah. buying the games at the large prices are the one are the owners slash co-owners of the auction house and WADA. They all have the most to gain from the retro game selling market. The have bought and sold their own copies. So yeah, last week we talked about the big conspiracy that's going on in the uh, or the big scam that's happening in the uh, uh, the resale market for for retro games. Uh, yeah. We're hearing all these stories about games being sold for millions of dollars that are like common games. It's like we we've always we've been talking about how weird it is. Somebody did a lot of research and made a fifty-two minute long YouTube video that is awesome. Yeah. You should definitely check it out. I forgot the yeah. name of it. Uh, we link it in last week's uh, video. Or at least we yeah. talk about. It. I don't know. Uh, uh, Carl Jobst. Yes. Uh, watch. Yeah. Go to his YouTube channel. Um, anyway, yeah, it's way worse than what we thought when we were reading the article. Uh, uh, yeah. So people who started WADA and who started or who work at Heritage Auctions are apparently manipulating the market by buying their own games and shit. Um, yeah. Like selling, like like putting the. Like basically auctioning on their own stuff to inflate the numbers. And auctioning then... on their own stuff, um, grading games certain, giving games certain grades that otherwise they probably wouldn't get. Like they're make like they're letting things slide, like uh, cosmetic damage on the boxes, in order to get a high grade, right. and then sell it at a high price 
and then buy buy the game back and and the guy at heritage auctions who's like a, a big uh, like a kind of like the biggest culprit he apparently has been uh sued and like investigated and whatever for doing the exact same thing for the uh for the uh, uh like like uh collector coin market yeah that was uh, it. And uh, apparently Heritage Auctions is known to do this for uh, comic books as well. And the video mm. goes into all that stuff. So it, it yeah. basically, uh, don't buy any water graded games. <laughs> at, yeah. least, at least from Heritage Auctions. Um, yeah. Well, don't buy any water graded games at, at all because they're complicit in this. Also, yeah, we, we, we uh, last week we were talking about how we because we, it's we saw that WADA started in 2018 and we were like that's impossible. We've we've seen graded games before that. It's because there was a different company before that. Yeah. And WADA <laughs> just just took over. Like Heritage Auction decided they wanted to make their own version and yeah. and uh and kind of just steamrolled over the the other uh uh grading authority that that, that was there before um mm -hmm. so yeah it's super fucked i uh, our yeah. friend mike uh apparently bought uh i think the first appearance of mysterio from heritage auctions and they yeah. just never gave it to him really they they said there was a conflicting uh uh a purchase and they also never refunded him really <laughs> they took his they or they refunded him partially wow. and took the the fee for the auction which is like super fucked, but also that yeah. means that they were probably buying that copy of the like he was never intended to win that because yeah. they were trying to inflate the price of the first appearance of Mysterio. That's because he wanted to buy it before the movie came out with with yeah. Mysterio in it. So that's uh, Heritage Auctions piece of shit, garbage company. Fuck them. Yeah, don't um, don't buy anything from them. Uh, I bought a comic art from them and never really had a problem, but also I don't think I was. Uh, I was, I probably, I didn't, I don't know anything about uh, the price of comic art. I was probably just fucking yeah. just throwing money at them. <laughs> it's probably like way overpriced. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for last week, right? We're done with the last week? Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now we're in the chat. Chat. Make good people. Uh, sounds like how the art market works. Yeah, it, it's very similar yeah. to how the art market, uh, I mean, so the, the, my understanding of the uh, uh, modern art market is uh, there is all these rich people uh, and uh, and artists that they like use to like kind of embezzle money or 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 inf inflate the numbers so that uh, uh, their investments are worth a lot. Yeah, so it is it is very similar. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Y'all ever play Axiom Verge or the new sequel? No, I should have when it came no. out, but I, I feel like if I don't hop on it immediately, I, I, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Same thing with yeah. how I watch movies. Uh, uh, big ass paragraph from Edward Bova. Let's get through this one. Bob, what do you think about uh, what do you think about is a Nintendo Direct coming soon? Just as rumors suggest, history suggests it may. There's all there's been one in September like most years. Uh, so yeah. I say probably, even though I feel like we got a lot of information in the last one. So, uh, I'd say probably we'll get one, but it's probably not going to be as good as the last one. Um, uh, just as history, the game explain report on will 
Okay, I don't know what that means. Think- Will Ed Asner, whose career spans from the Mary Tyler Moore show, Pixar's Up, Spider-Man, also known as Spider-Man, the animated series, uh, and much more has died of the age at 91. Do you have any great memories of Ed Asner? Uh, I never met him, so no. Uh, <laughs> but um, I tweeted this when he when I found out he passed away. Um, as good as J.K. Simmons is as J. Jonah Jameson, and he is fantastic, when I read Spider-Man comics, the voice for J for JJ that I hear in my head is Ed Asner because he played him on the Spider-Man cartoon as a reference to his character from the Mailer Tyler Moore show who was a newspaper editor. Um, but he is he was so good and so believable as Jonah that that set the standard in my mind for J. Jonah Jameson going forward. And only really J.K. Simmons has matched it but to this day, when I read comics, I'm hearing Ed Asner. And he's been in so many other great things. He was in Batman the Animated Series. He was on Gargoyles. He was, of course, in Up. Um, I did not know fantastic... he was in Freakazoid. Yes, he was Cosgrove, your favorite character. Yes, I fucking so, love Cosgrove. Yeah, so, so fantastic actor. It's sad that he's gone, but I will always have his voice yelling at me when I read Spider-Man comics. So, uh, I just saw this on Twitter. Uh, I should just do this. Uh, GameSpot tweeted, uh, cyberpunk 2077 modders are high. We're hired by CD project red to work on the game. Yes. And, and, and the tweets is wake the fuck up modders. We've got a game to fix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They apparently they hired modders who are were working on the game to fix it themselves. They're like, "We'll just pay you, please fix our game." Yeah. <laughs> Bob, how is your new keyboard? It's fucking awesome, guys. I forgot I wanted to talk about this during the show. It's freaking I miss it cuz it's at the new studio, but um mm. it's freaking awesome. It was very expensive. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom that it was expensive. <laughs> um but our friend Robbie uh hooked it up and uh built this keyboard uh there's a whole community of people keep the keep community who uh get really nerdy about keyboards um what's the the cable is that just a regular usb cable it is just a regular usb c to usb a cable however okay. it, it looks wacky because it's got this coil yeah um it's got the coil and it's got like that the metal end part so, so it looks like um sdi adapter yeah so the uh the reasoning for that that was told to me is that keyboard aficionados usually have a bunch of different keyboards for a def- bunch of different like like things uh uh-huh. so you can unscrew this and screw in whatever like like it, it doesn't matter if your keyboard is USB C or USB A or or usb friggin whatever uh this is a generic like keyboard aficionado cable so you can unscrew that part and screw in whatever keyboard you want okay otherwise it just looks really cool um but yeah it's freaking dope and uh robbie has a video on how he made it and stuff and it's uh very in-depth i will drop it in the chat right now uh that his channel is geek level asian tech not to be confused with geek level asian which is a power ranger channel which yeah. is his Power Ranger channel, but uh, Geek Level Asian Tech is about the keyboard that he built for me. Also, uh, we'll be selling these uh, mouse pads. Uh, they're very nice. 
Uh, I only have one right now though, because it was a sample. But uh, be on the lookout gonna, for that. It's gonna take like a month for them to actually get here. Yeah, so yeah. get ready for that. Uh, anyway, yeah, it feels it. It's the it. It's the weirdest sounding keyboard. Also, like when you actually start typing on it, it sounds so so yeah. bizarre because it's because of how like. I don't know. It's like the switches are all lubed. It's not like a normal, like like hard, thick keyboard. It's it's yeah. hard to describe, but it feels so good. And it's it. Oh, I miss it. Anyway, um, uh, where else are we in the chat here? Do you have a favorite ad that you did from your videos? Uh, no, not really. However, I do really like the one that's going to be in this week's video. I spent a lot of time on it first. I thought it was going to be a quick ad, uh, but I ended up taking a really long time for some reason. Uh, but anyway, it uh, yeah, uh, this this week's ad is going to be great. Hopefully, I set it for approval. Hopefully, they approve it. So I just got here. What switches are on there on the on the keyboard? They are Gateron Yellow Milky. I don't know really what that means. They're tactile switches. They feel really good though. I thought and, I always hear about the MX switches, yeah. and I thought those are the only kind of switches you can get on a keyboard. Now there's all these other weird so, ones. So I also thought that will. Yeah. Apparently, the keyboard community hates Cherry MX uh, switches. Of I course. Th I think we think that Cherry MX is the only switches because. A few years ago, they were the only switches around. Like when we right. grew up and we we're looking at keyboards to buy for ourselves, Cherry MX were the ones. I was like, "Oh, this has Cherry MX switches. This is the one you got to get. This is the one for gaming." Um, but since then, a bunch of other companies came up and they started doing things cheaper and sometimes better. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, Cherry MX is not necessarily the best. It's the most popular for sure. Um, got it. Gateron is kind of just like a cheaper alternative, I think. But the milky yellows are like a special one that I don't think Cherry MX has a like a similar version of. Right. Uh, Jin Gear says that Cherry MX are basically Beats, like Beats headphones. <laughs> I yeah, probably yeah. That that sounds I, a very that, good. That uh, makes sense to me. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing people on Insta customizing their keyboards, quick ASMR style, and it's so satisfying. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah, he, you can build this yourself. Like this isn't the only yeah. th the only thing you can is the is the Wolf key. <laughs> that one might be a little hard for you to do. Um, but yeah, you can build this yourself. It's just a lot of work. Uh, Jake Cannon with 530 bits. Did you all see the Spider-Man trailer? Uh, it was good. Yes, yes, it was a good trailer. I, it's really all I have to say about it. I I, I want to see the other Spider Man. Yeah, um, that movie is not going to live up to anybody's expectation. <laughs> just letting you know now, you're all, you're going to be disappointed in something. So just calm down. <laughs> yes, calm the fuck down. Jesus Christ. Uh, like, I've, I know people get overhyped for movies, but like this this is ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous. It's gonna be good. It's gonna happen. This it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be good. good. And you know, if yeah, if the rumors are true and the other Spider Men are gonna be in it, that'll be really cool. But I don't think it's like people are coming up with like weird theories about this movie, and I'm like, it's not like it's not gonna be what you think it's you, gonna be. You said something interesting on Twitter. Did we talk about this last week? I think I we, we did. Yeah. 
how it's yeah. uh yeah yeah we did it's it's part of the it, it's like brand the brand new day storyline uh one more day specifically one more day. yeah it to to really clarify it it's like imagine if the, the sonic the hedgehog movie or imagine if the third sonic movie was based on sonic 06 <laughs> yeah why Which, would you base why would you adapt what is widely considered to be one of the worst moments in your character's history as your movie that's what know. that's what confuses they just made a plush of one of the random hedgehogs from sonic 06 so like who knows true somebody in the chat said you can make your own custom keycaps yeah that's what we did but this is a, a window so it actually lights up underneath it's pretty cool um somebody else says that keyboard reminds me of dave 2d somebody commented uh that keyboard reminds me of dave 2d i feel so bad for you why why like it's okay if it reminds you of dave 2d it's the same colors like that makes sense white and like this color teal is like his colors that's fine like it's just colors but uh why do you feel bad for me he's great i like his videos i don't even know how you could not like his videos he's like so like uh he's like so like he doesn't say anything like he's like mkbhd they like like, how could you hate those people they make great videos (laughs) it's not like he says anything abrasive anyway and somebody also commented and said uh uh it was like the comment above it they said uh uh thank god you got those switches i was so sick of your blue switches first of all um i don't type in my videos how could you be sick of the sound of my switches and also i don't have blue switches (laughs) i have reds so i don't know what the fuck that guy was on about uh anyway i think we're good right we're good all right yeah we're good all right guys let's go home thanks for hanging out thank you for tuning in thank you for watching us thank you for chatting with us as always the wolf den podcast is every single tuesday night at 8 p.m eastern right here on twitch.tv slash wolf den if you can't make the show for any reason at all we always put it up as an archive version over on the youtube channel youtube.com slash wolf den podcast so you can go and check us out on demand whenever you want if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us you could do that as well we're also an audio podcast on anchor.fm slash wolf den podcast and your preferred podcast serves choice but no matter where you get to experience this show from please be sure to subscribe rate and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective platforms Guys, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't think I'll be streaming. Oh, no. T- tomorrow is like the big Twitch blackout. Everybody's like like boycotting oh, Twitch. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't have streamed anyway, to be completely honest. I got to freaking uh, yeah. make a video. Uh, and I want to do it at the office. Uh, but anyway, uh, don't even watch Twitch. Fuck them. They've been pieces yeah. of shit lately. Uh, don't, don't, don't be here tomorrow. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah, like YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyway go watch how about wood is he actually it seems a little late for him to be streaming but he's streaming with his uh wife they like revealed that they're married like a few weeks ago with party one hello no he's (laughs) offline and he raided jackson oh my god we have to raid jackson (laughs) we have to raid jackson we're raiding jackson everybody say hi to scootish uh where is he here he is playing mario party he's gonna have freaking so many people all of a sudden uh 
so yeah say hi to jackson um and we'll see you probably thursday uh goodbye everybody bye